This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Is that a on your mask how does a cow make milk sex dolls in the stands my brush with barbara billingsley from leave it to beaver and our celebrity interview with bo thompson who's collecting a million cub cards yay (laughs) (laughs) good for him call that an unlimited tangents on this week's minutia tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radio misfits.com the following is a tony lasano podcast and opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, this is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. How are you outside. feeling this great... Uh, mem- oh, boy. Oh, right from the jump. What a start. From the, this is from bad. The jump. You know uh, what's how wrong? Are you on- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know what's wrong. <laughs> Everything. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say that this is the third time... and. People don't care about this, but it's the third time that we have started this show, this podcast, because the battery ran out on the little recorder that I have here. I thought it was plugged into the wall, so I didn't think batteries were an issue. So we've already used our good material. Yeah, I hope uh, you enjoyed it because nobody else heard it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. What were you uh, saying as I was talking over you? No, I'm just wondering how you were on this fine Memorial Day. This is Memorial Day as we uh, do this thing, and uh, it's it's nice and summery, and I'm sitting outside, which is a change. I don't usually sit outside and do these. No, that's a, nice. That's a great convenience. You look good outside. I see the green trees and bushes behind you on your uh, one-acre backyard uh, out back of your estate. It's nice to fantasize, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Um, The first time that we attempted to record this, we were talking about how, and what I'm expecting to happen is the lawnmower is all around your neighborhood to fire up in a second and draw you out. No, I hear a siren now. But these are all uh, noises that I'm accustomed to uh, in life. But when you're doing a podcast, you worry if people can hear it. But I guess it's okay. Birds tweeting, and uh, the only thing missing is the lawnmower, and that's usually what's fired up every time I come outside, yeah, which is and, odd. And you're like me because it, it, it pisses you off, but we know that people have to cut their grass. The, the difference now is that we're home so much, so we're hearing and we're seeing everything. We're noticing everything that we wouldn't nor- normally pay any attention to. Or it's getting on your nerves more than it normally would. Maybe that's what's happening. Uh, but I, I just, uh, I get irritated when every day there's a lawnmower going. Everybody's <laughs> got a right to, to cut their grass. Yeah. But why you got to do it when I come outside? Why do I have to hear it and be aggravated by it? Uh, and, and maybe it would be better if everybody cut their lawn on the same day at the same time. You get it done and it's out of the way. That would be but it funny. Work like that. That'd be like a ceremony. So at only noon thing that on I'm, Thursday. Only, th- only thing that I'm benefiting from, uh, if there's anything that's phrased it that way during this pandemic, is that I see ve- uh, very few animals out at night when I go outside. Hey, you hear that motorcycle? 
hear that? Did you hear it? No. Okay, good. Uh, every night when I go outside, uh, when things are normal, there's always some kind of creature roaming the backyard, whether it's a skunk or a possum or something with a tail. Uh, I'm assuming it's an animal. <laughs> I'm assuming that's an animal. Uh, but I don't see that anymore now, which is an odd occurrence because you would think they'd be out roaming even more now that it's quiet outside and don't have humans chasing them away. Yeah, I was standing in my kitchen one day a couple of weeks ago and looked out and it was daytime and a coyote crept up onto my patio. Yeah. Well, at the same time, they do say that that's happening everywhere, that there's more wildlife uh, being spotted than normal because they're, you know, they're used to seeing leftovers hanging around and, and uh, waste and things that they could eat. And, and people aren't doing that anymore because they're not outside like they yeah. used to be. Well, in national parks, because they were closed for so long, and some of them still are, they said the wildlife is, you know, flourishing and the, the animals are coming into areas that they never did because there was always people around. So now they're free to roam in their own territory. Well, maybe we can get them together and they can just look, uh, mow these lawns in, <laughs> in unison uh, while they're out. And we don't have to be bothered every day. That's a good idea. Here's one for you. We have, and I don't know about you, but we have three different uh, garbage companies that service our neighborhood. So there's pickup on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And that gets on my nerves because, you know, they come around like 6.30 in the morning and you hear the trucks. If you happen to sleep in, you can't three days in a row. Is that but Wait odd? a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, it is odd if they're... You mean that they're picking up your garbage three days no, in a row? No. People sign up with different companies. There are three different companies. So mine might be Monday. You've got a different company that you contract with, and they pick yours up on Tuesday. And then old Bill down the street, he's got another one that comes on Wednesday. You mean on the same block this could be happening? Yeah, in my neighborhood, on the same block. Yeah. That's crazy. There might be three houses yeah. in a row here that have three different companies, so it's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. No, that, that is terrible, but I can't complain, I guess, really, because thank goodness these people still have jobs. And, oh, right. And, they, yeah. and they're working through this whole thing. But, yeah, our annoyances are just uh, inconveniences, right? Yeah, leave it to you to put it into perspective, because I, I just noticed we've been talking for about two or three minutes here, and all we've done or all I've done is complain. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you'd be complaining anyway. Yeah, I would. I mean, it, it would be, because uh, this feels, right now, it feels more like Monday than a holiday. Yeah. And, and, and I guess your spirits would be lifted a little more than they are now because things don't seem special every day the way that they used to feel. Right. You know, I posted a little something on, on Facebook about Memorial Day, and I'll, I'll never forget this. I was out when I was working out at Arlington, the racetrack in Chicagoland, and on Memorial Day, I said something to somebody, uh, you know, happy Memorial Day or what have you, and a veteran grabbed me. It was a World War II veteran, so it was an older gentleman, and he... He gently scolded me. What's that noise? Want to get away? Wow. That was like that? a yeah, like a private jet right above your house. <laughs> That's right. It's about to land and pick me up. I don't I don't have much time for this. Keep going. 
wow. Anyway, he, he gently scolded me and he said, you know, there's, there's nothing happy about Memorial Day uh, because it's, you know, to remember those that lost their lives in the service of our country. But he said, that's okay because the gentlemen and women that I served with would want you to be happy. So it was kind of kind of neat the way he he said it, but I understand the sentiment. A lot of veterans get upset when people say Happy Memorial Day. At the same time, as long as we remember what they did for the country, it's okay to be happy. And see, I was about to post something on Facebook, and I was going to follow it up with Happy uh, Memorial Day. I should not do that now. Well, it it's offensive to to some veterans. I I Man. as this gentleman said to me. There's nothing wrong with it. He said that the the guys that lost their lives that were my buddies, and he was in combat, he said they would want you to be happy on Memorial Day. So I, I, I think it's fine as long as we remember what the day is about, and we just take a minute to pause, you know, to remember them. Yeah, you are. Why don't we just bring this whole thing way down? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> no, well, no, why don't you bring right it back up? That. Yeah. No, you're right about it. And, and uh, we can't forget that. And, and I don't forget that because I've had family members who fought and uh, didn't die in the war. But my father came back with a, an injury from World War II that he had to live with for the rest of his short life because he didn't live much longer after that. So, uh, yeah, there are very, very serious sides to it. And I appreciate everything that anybody has done in any war or any confrontation uh, with a uniform arm so that I can sit out here and complain about lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, and garbage trucks. Yes. Did your father, uh, so he saw combat? I don't know the particulars. I know that he was, uh, I think he was in Asia. For, uh, you know, the, he, he wasn't in Europe, but he was uh, stationed somewhere else and i don't know how much combat he saw because there wasn't unfortunately much of a record that i could look back at or a diary that he kept or folks who knew the story because what tends to happen even with guys i know now who are veterans and they maybe fought in vietnam or or you know some of the older guys who were veterans of, of combat they do not talk about it and that seems to be universal. There's not much. You have to really pry that kind of information out of them because I guess it's too painful or they don't want to relive it. So there wasn't much of a of a story that I could hear that was his story from, from serving in World War II. Yeah, my dad was in the Navy in World War II, and I remember my grandmother telling the story that he was— stationed here at Great Lakes in Chicagoland and he was my grandmother said he was lying on her floor listening to the radio and a bulletin came on and said that uh, you know about the Pearl Harbor attack and she said he leapt to his feet and he said I gotta go mom and he headed back to Chicago and before you know it he was on a ship in the Pacific and he wasn't in you know, any kind of battles on it but uh, it was the same thing I didn't you know, I didn't ask him about it ever. Um, he didn't try to avoid the subject, but I really have a regret that I, you know, let all that knowledge go, and I didn't, I don't even know the name of the ship that he was on. It was probably 
you're probably able to retrieve that if you dig deep enough or or take more time to do it I, I guess most of us could do that i just haven't done that uh, but you're right you, you ought to know those stories because they're important the happy part of memorial day is that uh, it is the unofficial start to summer and you always crack me up because you get excited in the fall when the weather starts turning bad and i never understood that because i dread winter coming along so you know when summer gets here i just want it to last forever just like i did when i was a kid because then i was dreading going back to school now i'm dreading the weather getting bad well it's kind of early now to start worrying about that because you because this is your time from now what all the way through october you'll be all right yeah now i mean i like it i guess i i'm just somebody who's crazy about seasons changing i love it and i just love fall and winter as much as I do any other time of the year. But there's something about, you know, fall and winter that, uh, you know, is more peaceful and quiet to me because not everybody's out roaming around, collecting garbage and mowing lawns. <laughs> well, I don't, I like the change of seasons too, but I, like in winter, I'm good for about two weeks of it. You know, now it's you know, changed, it could change back to spring, but it doesn't work that way. I'm trying to look up something here. My phone won't recognize my face anymore. I wonder if I have to shave because of that. Now, did uh, you remember that plane just went by a few minutes ago? Yeah. I, they say that it's going to take air travel two to three years to recover. That's unbelievable. I it mean, is. just in in general. And uh, you like to play games. I got something for you. Maybe you can answer this question. It comes from Expedia and Booking.com. They say that from the folks who are anxious to vacation, really vacation, and get away from their backyards and being inside, there are three places in this country that most people are interested in flying to once they can do it uh, comfortably. Where do you, what do you think those three places are? Can you name one of them? There are three destinations that are inquired about more than others. I think I can get two and maybe three. All right. So, Las Vegas is one of them. Next. Florida is one of them. Where? In Florida. Orlando. Next. Disney. The next one is tougher. I'm going to say New York City. And that's your final answer. Final answers. Very impressive. You did get two of the three. And they were the first two. Yes, they yeah. were. And the third one. Let me take another crack at the third one. I, as I said, ahead. that's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think this third one may be uh, more of a place to get away to as people fantasize about where they want to go in this country. Um, I'm going to say Hollywood, Los Angeles. No. no. The third is Hawaii. Oh, okay. And I guess I didn't know, not part of the continental U.S. Maybe that was deceiving, right? Yeah, it was. But You misled but, me. Uh, no, I didn't, because it's part of the USA. It is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Orlando, Vegas, and I guess anywhere in Hawaii, because they just have Hawaii as a destination spot. But, all right, listen to this. Listen to this. Yes. 
of U.S. travelers, and I guess travelers is the key word, planned a vacation by the end of 2021. That's a lot of folks, 87%. And according to RV share, 650% increase. I don't know how you come up with that. 650% increase in rental booking since April for motorhomes and trailers really huh more more people now want a vacation and get away but they want to do it on their own terms they don't want to go up in the air they want to they want to get in a car and where do you think most of those folks want to go in the car or rvs i would say uh, west to national parks yes very good excellent that's exactly what the answer is now, I've been out to those national parks, and uh, they are more popular now than they've been in a long time. But the, the national parks in Utah, Zion National Park, uh, Bryce Canyon, those are fabulous places. So I've really become kind of addicted to going to those national parks. I have not been to any, and I would like to. Uh, maybe I should join that list. Now, what might help people get in cars more frequently now and travel is that rental car agencies they say are stuck with hundreds of thousands of unneeded cars that business has hurt so bad yeah oh i believe it and and you mentioned at the beginning of this when you're talking about airlines are going to be in trouble for two three years before they recover completely and i i get that uh, because that's not high on my list you know getting into not- an airplane and you know, packing myself in there, nobody with masks on, although I think they're going to require it. But um, if I think of a place, name a place where I think that, you know, the the virus is likely to spread, it would be around an airplane. The reason why I I mentioned those rental car agencies is because they've got to unload those cars and and they're going to go relatively cheap to people buying cars. It's more of an incentive to buy used cars than ever before uh keep it's talking part, part of the thinking of that keep talking uh, keep talking yeah Why? i'm trying to find you're, something you're, to read oh i thought you were going on booking.com right now and no that, something. that tony sent me tony lasano our ep yeah. um you're a vegas man yeah i know but you i'm like you I, 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 I really miss it i was looking at a t-shirt that i had today that i almost put on today from the wind casino when I go to these places, when you go away, do you buy knickknacks and memorabilia and things to come back home with? Well, when you go to those national parks, do you come back with a uh, with a T-shirt from the place? Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Yep, I generally well, do something. Well, anyway, one of the things they should do right away, universally on airplanes, is change that whole way you board. And part of the problem, I think, is that it's not one universal method of dealing with this virus every airline sort of does its own thing with their own guidelines but i don't want to get on a plane where you know how they usually go we're boarding in groups and boarding group four now boarding group actually what they do is they start with first class i would hate to be a first class passenger or someone in that boarding group one because you go on the plane first 
and everybody else has got to pass by you. <laughs> everybody else has got to swing by you on the way to their seat somewhere. And they usually are in a line because it's so congested trying to get to the black back of the plane. Would you change that right away? I would make first class and, and group one the last folks to get on a plane. Right now, I would. I don't care what group I was in. I would want to be the last or near the last getting on. Well, here's the thing: if you're in first class, I when I've been lucky enough to fly there, I never had any urgency to get on the plane because you know you've got a seat. Although on Southwest is the only one really where you pick your own seat, but you've got your nice wide seat waiting. I guess you want to get on early so you can have that mimosa they give you. And isn't it funny when you're in first class and people walk by as they're in row 37D, which which we've all been in, and they look at they give you that look while you're sipping on that champagne. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that pissed off look. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they why should do you be. have this? Why do you have this? And I can't get one. I can't even get a cold little cup of water and goodness knows where they're scooping that water yeah look at the tv man sitting up there with his feet up with a champagne yeah that bothers me it ain't right but that's not too different that's not too different from the way you look now <laughs> doing this with your feet propped up in a, in a glass of champagne no this right here <laughs> See i that? never heard of that beer yeah i told you i'd never heard of that beer fader F-A-D-E-R, and let's see, let's see. Brewed and canned by Half Acre Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. And I so, bet after about three or four of those, that's what we call you, a fader. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, hey, what happened to Howard? He faded away. I don't have three or four of them. My daughter dropped it off uh, when she came by from the city, and I haven't had one. I haven't had a cold beer in over two months. Now, on so the third taste- month, when you when you get back into it after, like, maybe this is starting it, are you going to have, uh, like, five or six at one time? Or, or will you be very, uh, <laughs> very, very limited in how much you will partake at any given time? If I feel like it, I will. But I, you know, I don't, this is the only one I have in the house. Is so. it possible to only have one beer anywhere? Like uh, you is- go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, you sit outside. Can you just have one beer? Um, I can. I'm just throwing usually, it out there. I usually would have two. Yeah, it's hard to have just one beer. Right. It's pointless. But, you know, you can't have four or five and drive. So if go that, ahead and admit it. This is your second fader. Go no, ahead and admit no, it. No, I've only got one. This one. Keep talking. That's going to look at it. That's going to be gone in about... There it is. It's gone. Isn't no, it? it's not gone. Did I read what I said I was going to read? No. You didn't say you were going to, uh-oh, want to get away? Another jet? It's another Southwest, yeah. Yep. People, You're first people class. are getting away today. First class, man. Woo-wee. We invite everybody to tell a friend to listen to this program. Back to you on Spotify or go to opishows.com, O-P-P-I-H shows.com, or wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Hey, um, this morning I asked my wife, and, you know, I drive her crazy with crap like this, but I asked her if it hurts to have your ear pierced. And she just looked at me like I was insane. Like, at my age, I want to get an earring all of a sudden. And she, <laughs> she said, why don't you just get a new wife? 
<laughs> what the hell's that got to do with piercing my ear? Because you're asking me all these dumbass questions, right? Every day. Well, that I'm not that I'm not used to before the pandemic. Once now you I'm mentioned married to it, a guy who's asking me dumbass questions every day. Yeah. Well, I always have though, and I'm still considering her offer. <laughs> Why don't you get a new wife? <laughs> See, you know? that's called the the coronavirus blues. That's what you're going through. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've talked about getting a tattoo. And then I wanted yeah, did you to... Ever hear, did you ever hear the supermarket blues? No. Is that no. a song? Yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but I just remember the lyrics. I'm trying to remember who it was by. Somebody like Dr. John or... Um, Dr. Hook, Dr. John. It was a strolled up to the counter and I slammed my hand down near the cashier and I said, excuse me, please. But I bought this can of pineapples the other day and when I got it home, it was a can of peas. Damn. <laughs> now, if I had wanted those, I'd have picked my nose and strolled on back to the vegetable freeze. Just then, the supermarket superintendent hit me from behind and dropped me to my knees, y'all. <laughs> I love that. I got the supermarket blues, and it's really them I'd like to lose. I got the supermarket blues, and if I had to choose, it's really them I'd like to lose. That was right, that's excellent. You like that? Thank you. Uh, Gene McDaniels? Oh, was it? Oh, you looked it up? Yeah. Yeah. I got the Google. great song. Is that who it was? <laughs> that's a great song, Gene yeah. McDaniels? Yeah. Other people did it, but he probably was the one who recorded it first. But that's a great song. Yeah, you got it right. Strolled up to the counter, slammed my hand down on the cashier. He <laughs> said, excuse me, please. please. Yes. <laughs> but I bought this yes. can of pineapple the other day. When I got it home, it was a can of peas. God damn. Yeah. If I wanted those, I'd pick my nose and throw them in the back to the vegetable freeze. Uh-huh. Just then just the said. supermarket manager hit me from behind, brought me to my knees, y'all. I got are you the impressed that I remember that? I am, because I'm reading yeah. it. <laughs> yes, you are. And I wish you were reading it well. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to hear the song. <laughs> yeah, you can't play it now because of all of the uh, laws and regulations of doing this, right? Yeah, it's copyrighted. Yeah. I don't yeah, even but, know uh, if you could read the lyrics. No, I think you just can't sing. Can you sing? You, you can't sing or play these songs, but you can say them, right? I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask There's me. There's too many. We're living in a world of rules and guidelines now. You ought to know all of them. Yeah. Hang on. I'm looking for something. Keep talking. No, this is not the time to be hanging on and looking for something. Mm. You have to come to this event prepared. You have to be ready to... Uh, this is your moment. You ought okay, to know that. let's TV, see. man. Let's see. Let's see. You know what's sad? This is probably the most exciting part of this podcast <laughs> the silence as you look for something <laughs> if you like back to you then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network like scroll down minutia men's celebrity interview rick kempford rick kempfer and david stern interview celebrities every week as the name Minutia Men implies, the interviews often delve into lesser-known details of well-known celebrities or examinations into celebrities that aren't as well-known, like Gene McDaniels. Fun, compelling, and memorable, 
Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Okay. I found it. Where were we? Oh, I don't know. About 10 minutes ago, I was uh, (laughs) talking about... Super, I bet you a lot of supermarket blues now, man. You go in there, you got to pick your time. I, I just yesterday, I was there was something that I wanted. I don't know, maybe it was a uh, something like an an ice cream sandwich, something we didn't have, and I and I had the instinct to jump up and go and just get me a little package of ice cream sandwiches from the supermarket. But I don't approach it that way anymore. You know, first you got to think of where. All right, I got to get my mask. The second most important thing is what time of day is it? If it's in the afternoon, I don't go to the supermarket. I don't go. I worry about all right, how many people are going to be there at what part of the day. Uh, so all those things are are prohibitive, and they make me stop and just say, oh, forget it. Now I don't go to the supermarket unless it's very early in the morning, and I haven't actually been to the supermarket in a while. Well, you know, so I got the long distance supermarket blues. <laughs> At your age, they've got special senior hours. Yeah, I bet you could slide into that group too. <laughs> what if they kick my ass out? Whoa! I don't think they check you, your ID you anyway. Way, they just say, "No, you're way not too young." No, I bet you they say next, and you line up, <laughs> and they go, "Let me look at your head." Okay, let me look at that face. Oh, yeah. Excuse yeah. me, sir. I'm sorry. It'll let the old man in. In fact, you can come even earlier, sir, if you want. <laughs> you get the super senior hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you call the grocery store, supermarket, uh, whatever? What did you call it growing up or where you grew up in Philadelphia? Well, everything was just a store. I'm going to the me store. Me too. You had to be specific if you wanted to go. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to tell somebody which store you're going to, but they sort of knew you were going to the nearest supermarket. Yeah. But I would say, you don't go into the store or a grocery store. I never well, referred I to up, it as a uh, supermarket. Well, actually, where I grew up, I grew up across the street from a small mom and pop store. So we had a store, and then the supermarket was a little bit longer walk. So uh, technically, if I said I was going to the store, they thought I was going across the street. You know what I used to do at that, that store across the street? I don't know. Maybe I told you about this. I was such a TV kid, and I loved watching uh, shows like Soupy Sales. And when Soupy Sales would come on, I had such a, a, a pattern that I would keep uh, when I watched that show. And the guy across the street who owned the, the, the store knew what my routine was when soupy sales was on i must have been like eight or nine years old but he was expecting me every saturday morning when soupy was on you know why because soupy would start his show hi everybody and welcome to the show and soupy and i'm glad to see you and today uh what i'm gonna have for lunch is a liverwurst and some cheese with some mayonnaise on some bread and he'll tell you that at the top of the show and it would give you time by the end of the half hour to have the same sandwich he had. And if I didn't have liverwurst in the refrigerator, or if he'd say, today, I'm going to have some sliced salami, or he might say, today, I'm just going to have bologna. And he would and he would tell you up front what he was going to have. And if I looked at the refrigerator and we didn't have it, I would race across the street 
to the store and ask for two slices of whatever it was. <laughs> so he changed the menu every day on his show. Well, it was every weekend. This would be okay. like a Saturday thing. Yeah. You weren't doing it every... That's what made it so special. Listen to that. You yeah, hear that I hear distance. it. It's the that's garbage a, truck. That's somebody backing up to do something. It's a neighbor lady. It's just, I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. You don't <laughs> want to be associated that with that crack, do you? Yeah, no. <laughs> There's another line that you should stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh. just firing off. Well, anyway, I'd go across the street and I'd get the two slices or whatever it was, and, I, and I'd go and make the sandwich as I looked at the rest of the show. And at the end of the show, he'd say, well, let's have our lunch now. And I would take a bite. And all he would do is just take a bite of the sandwich. And I would take the bite along with Soupy. And it was nothing better than that. God bless on a, you. On a Saturday. That's a great memory for me. Yeah. I love it. That was my, my finest hour was eating lunch or taking a bite of the sandwich along with soupy sales on a Saturday. Man. Hold, hold that thought for a second because I want to pick it up with liverwurst when we come back. You know what that means? means that we're going away for a minute yeah, or two. Yeah, we're going away for a minute. We'll be right back. Go get another fader. I'm going to get another fader. And friends would like to personally extend an invitation to you to join our 2020 graduation ceremony. And we'll be talking about some pancakes that are eaten in the middle of the street in Florida. As well as PETA's new attack on Animal Crossing. All that and more on this week's episode of And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com if you missed Los Losano or Los Los Ano and friends, here's what you missed. Attila, the president is here, the guy that's in charge of the whole network. So we have to be good, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so far. So what's going on with the network? Anything exciting? We have a, a thousand shows. I mean, there's a lot of them. They have a lot of shows? Yeah. Name the worst show on the network. Go ahead. <laughs> say it to his face. Just say it. Say it to his face. Yeah. yeah. No, no I, 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 would, I dare anyone to find a bad show. There, all... there is not a show on this network that yeah. I'm not proud of. Exactly. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I'm going to show you something. If I haven't shown it to you already, uh, I I um, got a autograph picture from Soupy Sales. I used to have Pookie and these other uh, characters on his show, uh, but I think he was standing beside Pookie. They were like puppets, and he signed it and he said to me, "Steve, weather, spelled W E A T H E R, whether you know it or not, your tops." So you watched and, Soupy Sales as a kid and then got to meet and him. And got to meet him. That is really uh, cool. Later on. Yeah. Uh, and then years following, and not that long ago, I saw Soupy with a group of old men sitting at a table in a restaurant. And 
and I was shocked. Of course, people grow old. He was just an old man by then. And my better judgment said, leave him alone. And I'm glad I did. I just walked by and I saw Soupy and his pals just sitting down having a lunch together. And I smiled and thought that was terrific, too. Where was this? It was in Chicago. And were any of the people that he was with not celebrity recognizable? Types, no. no, not to me. They were just old gentlemen getting together to have a what looked like a weekly lunch that they would have. I think had you had you said something to him that he would have been flattered by it that somebody remembered him. Yeah, but I've learned now to leave celebrities alone <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> but I think I think it's just as rewarding to just leave them alone and, and, and enjoy the moment. And we don't do enough of that anymore. I didn't have a phone to whip out and Listen take a picture you. of it. Ugh. No, just enjoy the moment. I mean, and, and, and that and savor it and put it in your mind's memory. There's a terrific uh, painting. I think it's or, or the two. Well, one painting was by Rockwell, Norman Rockwell. And it's all of these folks sort of... Um, walking by each other and walking by a cathedral and it uh, uh, nobody paying attention to the beauty of it. But but there's another one where the Pope, I mean, this is an actual photograph of the Pope when he was in this country making a tour from city to city. And there was a sea of people uh, with all of them have their phones out, take, snapping a picture of the Pope as he passes along this line. And there's one woman with her arms folded, just looking at him. I think she'll have the best memory. Oh, because I agree. She's not, she's not photographing any event to go back home and look at what she experienced. She was actually experiencing it. Yeah. And you, you know, because you want to post it. Hey, there's the ice cream man. I just saw the ice cream man go Did by. Did you? You can't hear him. Yeah, the ice cream man is coming. We used to get excited about that. Oh, it's me cute. too. Everybody Ice cream did. man is coming. You don't see the ice cream man very much anymore. No. But we just had an ice cream truck go by. Huh. Did you ever, ever have the guy that pedaled it around, you know, on the bike and had the big refrigerator on the front yes. of it? Yes. Yes. I love that, too. Yeah. My cousin was one of those. And ring the bell. Huh? Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I'll tell you something else you probably didn't have. Another story. Now, this is a real, yeah, this is a real city thing. <laughs> the city, we used to have, you know, we had a narrow alley behind the houses in these row homes. And on weekends, there would be a guy walking down the alley yelling, brooms, brooms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brooms, <laughs> and he would, and he was blind, and brooms, and it would be the broom man coming by with brooms and mops and things like that. Brooms. Did now, you get one? Well, yes, and you know why? Because we used to play what we called half ball. That was stick ball. Stick ball. Yeah, you you get a broom, and that's why I would always hope that my mom's brooms would wear out quickly. Brooms. So you, yeah, you get a broom and you and you cut. The brooming, the the brushing part off of it, and uh, you you use it as a half ball stick or stick ball, and we would play stick ball every summer day, all summer long. So much so that there must have been about six or seven of us on my block, around the same age. We would keep stats, 
how many doubles did you hit, how many homers did you hit, and how you did that was you you would bat on on the sidewalk, and the guy pitching to you would be in the street, which meant that, you know, every two minutes a car would go by, so you'd have to stop the game. But he'd get back out in the street. He would cut a tennis ball in half, and he'd underhand flip you the tennis ball. And if you hit the other sidewalk, that was a single. If it went in the hedges or the bushes of somebody's house, that was a double. If it landed on somebody's porch or hit the front of a house, it was a triple. And if you actually hit one on the roof of the house across the street, that was a home run. And we kept stats all year long on who led in singles and doubles and triple. That's how seriously we would have tournaments at yeah. the end of the summer, just like the majors. Kids had to get creative. You know, I played it ball is. in the street. I uh, wasn't always stickball, but I did play stickball, but uh, with the balls and bats. And I used to try, I think I've told you the story, but I used to try to hit the ball into Mrs. Smith's yard because it was fun when she came out when we go get it, get the ball and hop over her fence. She'd come out and yell for us running on her grass. So it was fun to aggravate her. Yeah, yeah, it was. So Mr. Smith came out one time. And he called me over. He said, Howie, come here. He said, uh, you know, I always play ball and stuff. And he said, I understand. But he said, I've I've got to live with Mrs. Smith. So when you (laughs) aggravate her, it makes my life kind of a living hell. So could you go to the park? And I think I gave him a break after that. Because That's Mrs. a real Smith, understanding man. Yeah. So you didn't want to get Mrs. Smith riled up at you. I did, but I knew Mr. Smith had to live with him. Her. Well, that was, but that was kind of cool. When, when Mrs. Smith wasn't home, you could play because you knew Mr. Smith wouldn't get that aggravated. Yeah, about. he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn. He was just worried about riling her up. No, we didn't have as many understanding Mr. Smiths on my block. Right. Or, or, or they were Mrs. all like Mrs. Smith. They were all like Mrs. Smith. Get off of my lawn. Yeah, you... Once in a while, somebody would take the ball off the porch and take it inside with them and yell back, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> or, or, take your, or take your stick away and yell back, now you got to wait for the broom man. That's it. <laughs> it's over. Well, in the city... You know, I grew up in a smaller town down south of here, but but my mom is from Chicago, so I spent a lot of time here in the summer. You know, you don't know what you're going to hear in the city. You know, there's something new all the time. The broom man was like a regular occurrence to you, but anything unpredictable could happen. Any kind of character could come down your street. Sure. We were sitting on the steps one day as a kid. I can still remember this. We were sitting on the steps, on the front steps. And this man comes sort of trotting across the street. And he had, I don't know, like sweatpants on and, uh, you know, like a T-shirt. Like he looked like he had loungewear on, not the kind of stuff you'd dress to be outside. But he was also real pissed off and he had half a hula hoop, (laughs) half a hula hoop. (laughs) And he was sort of (laughs) whipping it. And he said, anybody seen... Junie or whatever his son's name was and we hadn't seen who he was talking about and he was going from block to block looking for his son I hated to have been his son imagine your father going from block to block with half a hula hoop (laughs) I thought you were going to say that he was 
has anybody seen the other half of my hula hoop? No, no, there wasn't that. No, there wasn't that kind of comedy going on. No, it, no, no, it wasn't no, funny. There weren't. No, there weren't comedic routines. Maybe now, see, and this gives you a sense of where comedy comes from. I'm sure that you could turn that just like you did into something funny, and you know, because most funny things come from real life experiences. But you're right. right? It wasn't funny yeah, they're, because they're, life was hard. No, it wasn't funny. I mean, I you know, like brooms, like that man <laughs> yelling brooms. Uh, at the time, it didn't seem funny. It just seemed part of uh, what you heard in the air. Yeah. And it became funnier as I um, thought about it later on. And also, it also taught you something about, I don't know, perseverance and how lucky you are. Here's a man who was blind doing that, going oh, yeah. by him. Yeah. And, and and what people were willing to and had to go through to make a living. I mean, all these things you, you were sort of registering in your subconscious, I guess. Yeah. But it was t- less lessons of life were as you were growing up. Well, I can remember my mom played cards on Monday nights. And I used to love that because they would make popcorn. So, so she would play with two of her friends. They played Pinochle. And they would go get tamales in our little downtown area from the blind man that made them that had a stand. And he yeah. sold tamales. And yeah. that was his job. But those folks get imprinted in your head and yep. your memory, and they never leave you. Right. Those tamales were, were fabulous. And the broom man, that was his job. Yes. He was just going to work. And I'm, I'm using his item for something he could never do. He could not uh, play stickball because he couldn't see. Right. I mean, just a twist of that. You know, the man that uh, wrote um, Save the Last Dance for Me, which was an old rock and roll song. But darling, Save the Last Dance for Me. Right. Uh, he could not. I don't think he could walk. He was so disabled that he could not dance. And here's a songwriter writing a song about dancing and and courting that way, uh, and and could really tell the story that hit home with every every young teenager who wanted to dance with that favorite girl, written by a guy who couldn't dance. That was a huge song, but I didn't know that about him. Uh, it was yes. the Drifters. Yes. And it was Darling written by, Sigler. let me think for a second. It was written by uh, Doc Pomus, I think. Yeah, Doc, Doc and, was a heavy set guy who was uh, disabled. I don't know whether he had polio as a child or something, but he was, as you look it up, uh, Mr. Google. <laughs> Am, am, I, am, I, am I am I right about that? Yes. Am I right? I, I mean, forgot I that you're on. That I, I forgot that you're on FaceTime here as I'm reading it, trying to act like I remember Doc Polis <laughs> yes. and Mort Schumann. Story? Uh, I didn't read I the whole story, can, but no, the lead singer of the Drifters uh, was Ben E. King, yeah. lead vocals, uh, and Doc was the guy who wrote the who who I was credited with the lyrics of that song. But Doc was was a guy who couldn't dance because of his disability. You know who else recorded it? Uh, Michael many others. Michael Bublé. Yeah. And Bruce Willis. Nineteen eighty nine. Boy, I would pass on that Bruce Willis. Rendition. I would too. 
I would too. Mm-hmm. Did you watch oh, yeah. uh, Moonlighting, the TV series he was on in the eighties? Yes, I did. Actually, liked it. I like everything that Bruce Willis is in. Bruce Willis is one of those stars that if it's a Bruce Willis, Willis Bruce Willis, not Bruce Willie, Bruce Willis movie, I'll sight unseen. I'll, I'll go for it. I mean, they're not a lot of actors that I would do that for, but he would be one of them. Well, I saw a documentary about the Die Hard series, and they said that when he was first cast in it, because he was a he was a small kind of a smart ass guy on Moonlighting, and was funny. That when he first popped up in a screening of Die Hard in the theater, that everybody laughed when they saw him. Because he didn't look the role. Be, because he didn't look the role and because they associated with him with uh, Moonlighting, the TV series. And then I think Die Hard worked out okay. You made me think of uh, another instance when it didn't look, you know, people laughing at you when they first see you. That's probably got to be heartbreaking for an actor who thinks he's got a big break. I had seen somewhere where that famous movie, Here to Eternity, with Burt Lancaster and uh, Frank Sinatra. You know, Frank Sinatra won an Oscar. That was his big comeback movie. In that movie, there's a scene with Burt Lancaster and another military type on the base, the dramatic part of the movie. And the audience starts laughing at the guy. And, and the reason why they're laughing is because it was Superman. He had been on TV. George Reeves, is that was his yeah, name? Yeah, George, George Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. Yep. yeah, George Reeves was so identified as Superman that it took people right out of the film and noticing, hey, there's Superman. There's Superman. That's part of his story, part of part of trying to overcome the role of Superman. Yeah, typecasting. But, yes. you know, an actor has to look at it this way, that you're lucky that you had the success to be cast and, and, and to be typecast. I mean, being Superman wasn't the worst thing in the world. Before you yeah. got Superman, that's all you wanted to have. Once you had success <laughs> with it, then you want to move on because you're an actor. That sounds like advice some older guy would give you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the fact yes. that you were Superman. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny, Pops, I'm 30 years old, and I'm you know, and I'm 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 out here I'm hustling up films, and I yeah. don't want to be Superman. Yeah, I've outgrown Superman, Pops. Yes, give me a break. <laughs> I you think can... I'm going to start calling you Pops. <laughs> Pops Sudbury. Oh, do I look like Pops? Oh, do you notice anything different? Yeah, you did put some Grecian formula in it. Yeah, I dusted my, I painted painted it up a little bit. I don't know whether Grecian formula is even sold in, but those were that's an old item. It I is. remember the commercials yeah. for Grecian formula, Grecian formula ninety nine or so. We used to have numbers, I think. Yeah, you know what it is but, now, just for it? men. Yes. And uh, do you feel better? Do you feel youthful? No. Now that you painted it down a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't paint it. You actually, what, you just, uh, you, you softened it more, right? Yeah. It doesn't look as gray. Right. Yeah, it's salt yeah. and pepper. Ah, <laughs> I don't know about how much pepper's in there. But <laughs> it's salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to... <laughs> I'm going to go darker <laughs> next time. You remember yeah. Just for Men that Clyde Frazier and sure. Keith Fern- or Hernandez, the baseball player and the and the basketball great, did yes. the commercials? 
Yes, <laughs> the, I do. The tag, you remember the tagline? No, what was it? No play for Mr. Gray. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Talking and about Walt trying Fra- to Walt woo Frazier's the women. About, Walt Frazier's about 82 now with jet black beard. <laughs> <laughs> he is. It doesn't work at a certain point, does it? <laughs> no, because your the age in your face doesn't quite gel. With it doesn't the, match the hair. No. Yours but, looks very natural. That's because it is. You haven't painted yours yet. <laughs> no, but it looks. It'll soon be paintable. Um, will it, you paint it's it on its way? Now, I don't know what I will eventually do. Are you planning on shaving? Planning That's a big like- debate now. That's a big debate. Or maybe I'm imagining it. But I hear more and more. More and more people, first of all, are growing beards and goatees and things. And the, the next question is, will you shave it off when you are back to a near normal life? I think you can look really raggedy now. And be on TV, yeah, uh, you know, and be interviewed in situations where Skype and Zoom and all of these places, it's a, it's you get a real pass on looking woolly bullyish. <laughs> you do well, yeah. I'm going to shave eventually, but I don't know when that's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to walk around looking woolly bully. Yeah, and it's going to be okay. That might be the new natural way to look don't say the new normal i absolutely hate that that phrase that worn out cliche because if it's a new normal then it's not normal at all i mean we're looking forward to the day when things are truly normal and we'll get there again right i sure hope this isn't normal (laughs) (laughs) you know what's not normal is this show it's been on about, what, an hour and 55 minutes. It's almost time to say goodbye, I would think. Because any minute now here, somebody's going to turn a lawnmower on. What, are you producing it now? And, uh, well, you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy fumbling around saying, hey, talk for a minute while I'm looking for something to read. <laughs> yeah, this is like two guys on a plane, and we're both in first class. But then we dawn, it dawns on each other. There ain't no pilot. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the two guys so, on the plane, we're talking so loud that the people across the aisle are like, would you would you hold it down? I can't take this for three hours. But at least they would uh, know that we were spacing six feet apart. True. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new way. You know, this is a new way to end these. You know what the new way is? Yeah, is to tell do me. When, when, no, no. When people hear this. <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, I guess it's over. <laughs> and we'd like to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo spelled backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm going to ask you one last time. Ask it good. And give, and give you another chance to go and, and ask the question, because I know you didn't. Okay. And then maybe by the next time we come back, you'll have the answer. Okay. One way or the other. 
ask your wife if she remembers the first kiss. Oh, what okay. was your first kiss? So okay. I want you to go off, go off, and ask uh, uh, your lovely wife if she remembers the first time you kissed her. So that means I have to talk to her. Yeah, and you know what she's going to say? <laughs> yeah, I got not an idea. Another, not no. Well, the first thing she'll say is another dumbass question. <laughs> Another stupid-ass question. Get out of my room. Get out of this room. Well, she said stupid-ass. Stupid-ass. She might. Not dumb-ass. No, you said she said something the first time. Was it stupid-ass or dumb-ass? No, I said something worse than that, but she didn't no, say it. Didn't. I didn't ask her. Oh, okay. We no, were... not that. No, you asked her something else, and she said Oh, I asked her if it, yeah, if it uh, hurts to get your ear pierced. Yes. Yeah. And, and she She's like, that was oh, it. God. Oh, get yourself a new wife. Get yourself a new wife. <laughs> now, anyone who says, get yourself a new wife, the odds are very high that she has forced herself to forget that first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you know what I'm going like to do, though? a good sign that she will have that memory. I'm yeah. going to go to the supermarket and start shopping for a new wife. How about that? And then you'll come out with the supermarket blues. I will. All right, Steve, that's it for Back to You. Sure is, isn't it? And as usual, there's one thing that's consistent. It's not knowing how to end these things. I know, but you don't, because I can see you now about to say something else. I'm just going to say, until the next episode, I'll see you later. It's over, Howard. Can't you just say goodbye? You Take told me not to talk. You told Take, me not no, to I talk. Said, no, I didn't. I said just say goodbye. Take the horn out of your mouth. Goodbye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we look back at the ultimate family truckster, the GMC Motorhome. Plus, if you've got bucks, we've got the most impressive way to display your cars. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network what do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiaman interview dave rick think of dan rather and bill meyer having a kid <laughs> is that right yeah so you'll get minutiae right what does a damone from fast times and ridgemont high really think about the movie only right? one place to find out and that's celebrity minutiaman interview a tony lasano podcast go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits it's over. Just hit it. Yes.